In the beginning of the vaccination campaign in January, people flocked to get their vaccine. The first person was vaccinated in Romania on 27th December 2020, by the way. I think it was one of the highest vaccine uptakes in Europe. The message was driven by doctors and science-based professionals, and then the message was somehow hijacked by politicians and some very loud, isolated anti-vaxxers who gained popularity on tele. We just heard from Krina Boros. She's a Romanian journalist who lives in London. And we asked Krina to take a look at the situation in Romania to see why this country is having such problems vaccinating its people. As of this recording, in mid-December, just about 40% of Romanians have had two jabs of the corona vaccine. Hello and welcome to the inoculation. I'm Eva von Schaber, and join me and my colleague Daiva Repichkaita as we look at how anti-vaccination forces are changing society and politics. Today we're going to Romania because the experience of Romania has many lessons for countries around the world which have access to the vaccine, but the population is not convinced by its political leaders. So now let's welcome Krina to the inoculation. Hi, Krina. Hi, I'm Krina Boros. I'm a Romanian journalist based in London. Um, I do data-driven investigations usually, but also traditional um, investigations. And I've been invited by the inoculation to talk about the situation in Romania. Um, sociologist Barbo Matescu and broadcast watchdog Mircea Toma are two of the experts that I've talked to for this podcast. Matescu contributes to press and has been a guest to many discussions and a respected voice in the public sphere in Romania. Mircea Toma, by formation, is a psychologist. He is a member of Romania's National Audiovisual Council and has formerly been um, a written press watchdog and also a journalist as well. And what would you say in a few words, what is it like in Romania right now? When did you last go there yourself, by the way? I was there with my family in August and the situation at that point was relaxed because at the beginning of the summer the then Prime Minister announced that Romania has beaten the pandemic. So people were allowed to go to festivals and people were not fearing Covid, most of them anymore. However, there were enough people on the street wearing masks that I have seen, or in shops. And uh, there were also restrictions. For example, I baptized my baby daughter and the priest was not allowed to do all the touching that they would normally do in the church during the ceremony. Um, and there were restrictions how many people could congregate in August. Right now, there's a few things going on in Romania. So obviously the cases have piled up Um, over the autumn. The hospitals were in crisis when I spoke with journalists and sociologists and psychologists. Um, the press was writing about lack of medical oxygen and they were again um, discussing the idea of the green certificate or the COVID passport, um, which has not yet been 
uh, voted on fully. This comes at the beginning of winter, which in Romania would last until March or even into March. The vaccination rate is second from the bottom in the EU, but the threat of a COVID passport for a return to normal um, is bringing people to vaccination centers. They are also fed up with lockdowns and restrictions and the vaccine offers the way forward. Now there is finally talk um, of a pill that has 90% efficiency rate and Romania has yet again a new government. Um, it, Romania is coming out of a row of governmental crises. Imagine that from the start of the pandemic or even before then, until now, the country had six, I believe, health ministers. Even the prime minister's seat was not very stable with several people taking turns. The freshly faced elected uh, prime minister has just come in. Um, and for how long, who knows? It's like they're playing tag with minister seats. I've never seen anything like it, and I can't imagine how that can bring any coherence to any public health plan in Romania. Well, is it only to do with the pandemic, or uh, do you think that there's another crisis that has to do with something else that maybe we don't know of? There's a political crisis in Romania as the uh, the, the parties are so fragmented and so many. Uh, imagine that whenever a pollster company looks at uh, party popularity, it looks at at least 10 parties. Well, since actually the the non-vaccinated people are in the majority, who are the people who get vaccinated in Romania? Is there any way to characterize them? Just short of 40% of the population in Romania is considered to be fully vaccinated. Going back as to who is vaccinated, although there is no specific demographics, on who took the vaccine, we can make an informed guess. The infrastructure for vaccination at the countryside is not great. And this is something we often forget. We all always tend to blame first anti-vaxxers, but it's not necessarily true. In Romania, almost half of the population lives in the rural area. This is the largest rural population in the EU. Now, the rural area in Romania has a very poor health infrastructure and getting to a vaccination center might not be so easy. And do people get any help with this? There have been many caravans that had to be organized in order to increase the vaccination rate at the countryside in Romania. But we can make an informed guess and say most of the people who took the vaccine so far are mainly in the urban area. Right. Can we take a step back and to understand it better? Can you tell us a bit more about what Romania is like? What, what kind of society are we talking about? And where do all these trends play out? So is it a religious society or a secular society? We already know it's a rather rural society comparatively. Is it an educated society? Is it, uh, what is it like? Romania is a country of contrasts where you can have several different worlds a few tens of kilometers apart. You have top earners, like IT experts, say, who earn as much as people earn in Western Europe. Then if you go uh, deeper into the country, then you have a class of people that earn okay for Romania. And then you may have those on the poverty line or below, in a manner in which we are trailing at the bottom of EU citizens earning power. Many families have seen their relatives becoming economic migrants 
and in a country where the society whose nucleus is expected to be one's family, not career, like say it's in the UK, the necessity to live abroad comes with an inner struggle or family tensions. Romanians were found by a study or two to be the most religious nation in Europe. The church here still has political power. What I've often seen um, is that Romania is extremely good in natural sciences. So there's see a lot of people winning, you know, uh, mass, the mass Olympics, chemistry Olympics, physics Olympics coming from Romania. So my question really is, this is a, clearly there's a lot of scientific knowledge in the country, but um, it doesn't seem to have an effect on people's uh, willingness to be vaccinated. The reluctance to be vaccinated is mostly a reflection of people's distrust in public authorities. Um, when I say public authorities, I mean state authorities in the sense that they see the politicians, they don't trust them, not necessarily their local doctor. And in the beginning, which is funny enough, in the beginning of the vaccination campaign in January, people flocked to get their vaccine. The first person was vaccinated in Romania on 27th December 2020, by the way. I think it was one of the highest vaccine uptakes in Europe. And then things went tits up. That's because at the beginning, the message was driven by doctors and science-based professionals. And then the message was somehow hijacked by politicians and some very loud isolated anti-vaxxers who gained popularity on tele. Mircea Thomas speaks eloquently about this and, and he describes what happened in the beginning, why it was difficult to have pro and con debates around vaccination. When we talk about opinions, it's necessary to listen to opinions pro and contra, opinions found in opposition. Dar când este vorba despre adevărul When you have people in studios discussing pro or against vaccination, pro or against masks, you have people like doctors or science-based professionals, uh, which know very well that there's nothing that works 100%. So their response will always be measured. On the other hand, you have the uh, people who are against any of these measures and they believe 100%, 110% sometimes in what they're saying. And they present an opinion, right? And the um, it was an unfair dynamic because the doctors or science-based professionals could not compete with the loud voices who believed fully in their opinions and it made the medical profession and, and, and their colleagues look weak. Um, and this undermined, in a way, the trust people could have um, in getting the vaccines, in, in, in doing what the government told them to do in, to protect themselves. Um, so what they did was to um, bring in only people who were pro-vaccination or against vaccination or pro-masks or anti, or, you know, people who are pro or people who are against. So they could, everyone presented their um, opinion without having to interact with each other. It was seen as a, a non-healthy cocktail, if you'd like. Um, on the other hand, there were also this, Thoma calls them marginal doctors. Sunt aduși medici care nu sunt medici, adevărați, adică ei sunt niște medici marginali, 
în profesie, fie au specialități. And many of the people who came there, who were anti-protection measures, were brought in there, in some cases, by, by producers who were hungry for money and audience. Um, and some producers were more responsible than others. Exactly. And from the interview with uh, Barbo Matescu, you have a very interesting quote that... Majoritatea celor nevaccinați, de altfel, acum apelează sau încearcă să uh, apeleze... The vast la majority of the unvaccinated are now trying to use uh, different unapproved drugs. So the expert says there are people who are aware of the existence of the disease, of the need to protect themselves against it, but do not trust a solution provided by the state. Dar nu au încredere într-o soluție furnizată de stat. Can we unpack a bit what is this urge to find their own way, their own method to treat themselves? I guess in Romania, if you connect it back to the collective trauma brought about by communism, people had to rely on themselves and their families to be well, to survive sometimes, especially during the 80s when there wasn't sufficient food around for everyone. Can we say, does this stem from um, Romania's past as a totalitarian state? Is, is that where we can place the roots of this? Romania went through decades of the harshest communism regime in the region in the past. Personal freedoms were repressed, food, electricity and heat were rationed in the 80s. Men with long hair were lifted off the streets by police and had their hair cut. Wearing blue jeans would make you a target of the local securitate informer. This has inflicted a collective trauma, making people want to rebel against the system, and it hasn't healed. The political um, sphere has not been able to gain people's trust over so many years since, since December 1989, where, when Ceausescu, the dictator, was killed, and Romania made the transition slowly The other thing that I found interesting was that according to therapist Esther Burrell, Romanian families deal with the biggest generation gap in the Western world because the country absorbed as much change in less than 30 years as the rest of Europe has observed in a century. Well, I still remember the rationing cards that I had in my hand when I was four years old, when I went to the food store to get bread there wasn't much on the shelves everything was sent to export even though we were producing massively going back to the reasons why romanians have lost trust in authorities this is also because of the endemic corruption that permeates the country at every level and there's also a very interesting point uh, by barbu matescu un rol foarte important la un fiecare județ direcțiile de sănătate publică 
Ele, care au în grijă, deci aceste aspecte, precum Bojarul, TBC-ul și care sunt și... Public Health Directorates, locally, are places where party members are placed and where they place their children and relatives and spouses. So, to get to a cushioned position in a local institution, Ask a Romanian how it's done and they'll tell you you need to know the right people, you need to bribe the right people, you need to belong to a certain circle. It's not like you go to a job interview and the most skilled gets gets hired. And then you see people who can't do stats, who are in charge in stats. And then you see people who have to be skilled at communicating with the masses and they're not. Then you see people who are uneducated having to answer scientific questions. Not everyone, not 100%, I have to say that I'm sure there are unicorns. Because of the endemic corruption in Romania, when somebody in the government comes up with an idea for a solution, it is usually viewed with suspicion or if you look at the comments below any news website, you will see debates, people want to talk, you know, their freedom of speech was restricted for so long in the past, again, carrying on that collective trauma. Um, there's, I mean, there's such an intense debate by comment five, a reporter is blamed of something or the interviewee is blamed on something or they're fighting with each other, you know, or somebody is accusing somebody else of something else. Um, and I think also what has been carried on from those years was a sense of sometimes conspiracy. And you could see that um, being said by uh, Mircea Toma, a little bit just touched on, because you, you can't get into the realm of vaccines and pandemics without noticing how many people around you might think, hey, this was made in the lab. Or, or you know, wh when you see questions like, does a vaccine contain uh, fetuses <laughs> and so on and so forth, you, you get to the realm of psychosis at this stage. I think uh, one point that Barbo Matescu made. Cred că pandemia va exista în România la ceva timp bun după ce va dispărea practic în, în sensul tradițional din Europa de vest și deja aceste cărți se vede se, se The vede fact în, that în... Romania was so much behind with the vaccine uptake that he believes that once people will be fully vaccinated across Europe and you'll, you'll have, let's say, the pandemic will be no longer a pandemic in Western Europe. It will be just something you manage. Um, he believes there will still be pockets of pandemic in Romania because of this lack of infrastructure, because of people um, trust in uh, authorities, because all of these toxic combinations not really helping the vaccine uptake. What is the experience of Romanians abroad? Do they have any voice in this? Are they saying that, you know, look, uh, similar vaccination drives are happening in other countries, more organized countries, maybe more transparent countries? Romanians have migrated for economic reasons in many different countries. And then you have the experience of Romanians in Germany, which is different from the experience of Romanians in, in Britain. Uh, and in Britain, it's very different whether you live in Scotland or in England, or very different from the people who live in Spain, Portugal or Italy. Uh, yeah, so UK is seen as one of the examples of vaccination success in it. But in London, where I live, people around me don't want to get vaccinated. It's, and I don't mean my family. I mean, uh, people, if, if you talk to taxi drivers, if you talk to people from certain uh, 
minorities they are so anti-vaccine that unless they are constrained they view it as something they don't need to do it's a um, cognitive dissonance between the message put across by the prime minister showing that britain is an example that needs to be looked at as a success in terms of covid vaccination campaign and what i see uh, in zone two three in london where you have professionals uh, young professionals with families and where people tell you um i'll get it if i have no other alternative in terms of what romanians would bring home from here is again uh, a a sentiment of lack of clarity but i i, I can't speak for them i think Okay, so so my question maybe it's difficult to answer as well. Question is really: Is this anti-vaccine sentiment something that's coming from Romania to the Romanian community in London, for example? So there are many Romanian households in Britain, let's say, that would watch Romanian telly, and they would be influenced by their feelings towards what's being said or shown. There are also uh, people who have jobs where they have to travel quite a bit. And then it's not a matter of choice. If they want to put bread on their table, they have to take the vaccine, right? Um, if you're in social care, if you're in a hospital, if you're working in a nursery and so on, if you want to keep your job or, you know, keep the job as it is, you need to be vaccinated. <sighs> a requirement. Um, in the sense that, hey, you are a ver you are a vulnerable group. Uh, you need to get vaccinated, so it's seen as a duty of care from the employer towards the employee, right? To make sure that if you're in a vulnerable group of professionals, you have first access to vaccine. And I've seen families where the child, let's say, he is thirty in his thirties, and his mom is much older let's say just hitting end of her 60s and he's vaccinated and she isn't um and she tends to get into this whole debate around was it or was not man-made or why should i get vaccinated um you know and it, it hasn't happened to me uh, look it happened to my sister she's 75 and she didn't die or why should i get vaccinated? it's not that bad one thing that Mirja Thomas said, which I found striking because I didn't hear anyone else saying it before. This is with regards to uh, people's opinion on telly. He said that if this is a scientifically proven fact, i.e. the vaccine works, it's not okay to have a pro and against discussion with somebody who doesn't believe with somebody whose opinion you raise at the same level as a scientifically proven fact it's it's a toxic combination that undermines the credibility of a scientifically proven fact how can somebody's opinion be treated in the same way as a scientifically proven fact you can't have shows with pro and against if you're going to bring anti-vaxxers who have opinions who have no scientifically proven facts Yes, I have to say, it's quite fascinating. I really like it. And one thing that both Doma and Matescu said it worked were press materials of any sorts that, this, that showed the 
situation in hospitals that that described uh, what families went through uh, when somebody got sick with COVID and and died or maybe recovered when they showed the reality of the lives of the doctors and nurses that were dealing with it the burnout putting a face putting a human face on the pandemic is what resonated with people and they understood what the danger was numbers are abstract politicians are not to be believed pro and con debates are not leading anywhere but actually seeing the reality in the press reading it seeing it hearing it it made people sensitive to what was going on actually in the society whilst they were locked away or in lockdown so basically making something making the stories more human making the people affected uh, more showing their human side was something that worked in Romania this is good news for a society that had been through the the harsh regime of communism because it still retained its empathy but the fact is when the press started to pour articles of human interest with human faces with human drama showing what went on behind the scenes this is what people resonated with not the stats and not the rules and not the politicians another thing that happened with them in mass media or that didn't happen most notably is that all sorts of firms and, and ngos produced little clips encouraging vaccination that were really cute clips now um those clips were never released. I think they had to go through a government filter and they were never released. What was released were images with a politician or other saying, hey, I'm getting the vaccine. And people did not respond to it because they don't trust politicians. Excellent. Thank you, Krina. Thank you very much for inviting me. And um, I hope this is useful to some extent to the people who listen to it. And as always, I wanted to remind all our listeners that everything we talked about and everything that's based on a study is going to be linked in the show notes. So please take a look if you want to know more. And we'll also add a transcript of the show to our website, www.theinoculation.com, if you want to read the transcript. Please subscribe to our newsletter. The link is in the show notes. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to our podcast wherever you like to listen to podcasts. That's all from us. Bye for now. Bye.